Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. Welcome to episode 80. Today, we'll, tonight, wherever you are, we'll be discussing the 12-step program, something near and dear to my heart, um, something I've worked, and we will get into that a little bit. Um, but first, uh, Gemma, how are you this fine week? Um de-stressing after a rather stressful hour of tech issues and things like that. Yeah, let me know if the slow mode is fixed. I've noticed that. Um, it but, says you've enabled followers only mode. What? What? I don't know. You got some goofy shit going on in the chat. Um, Hang on. Let me fix. I don't know what is going on here. Um, oh, here we go. Gemma's been plagued. Gemma's been plagued with all the technical difficulties. I haven't actually touched anything. Like, <laughs> I really haven't. Uh, but all I have to do is breathe near technology, and it decides to go tits up. So, you know, switch to yeah. non mod setting. Oh, yeah. Hattie's got it fixed. We're good. Oh, have you done it? Okay, cool. We are good. So, <laughs> technical workshop. Uh, anytime, oh. anywho, uh, literally what, what anything at all that could go wrong in a single half hour of tech stuff. I had no sound, no mic, no video. The video, oh, honestly, and then it decides to follow over to Twitch. So, anyway. It's all looking good. I am going to refrain from touching anything, so I can't fuck it up, basically. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, well, that's good, because you got to help me host this show, so. <laughs> I'll leave the chat to Ray and It can only go up from here, right? Oh, yes. Anyway, let's bring it back to center. Um it's good to see everybody here tonight. Yes, we are discussing the 12-step program, and I wanted to keep it open. Of course, the 12 Steps was founded with Alcoholics Anonymous um, mm -hmm. and, and worked, you know, wonders for, for years, back, back since back in the 1800s. Um, however, uh, the 12 Steps have since grown to uh, any insert addiction or recovery process here, uh, 12 step program they found works for more than just alcoholism, alcoholism, um, and recovery from alcoholism. Uh, so the 12 steps we're, we're going with the 12 step program versus, um, the 12 steps of AA, which is what I worked now from uh, topic to topic or from uh, addiction to addiction, the 12-step program has been refined or uh, rephrased um, from what the basis was from Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, we're going to go over a base, what I think I found, a baseline. Um, actually, you know, come to look at it now, this says it might be for NA, Narcotics Anonymous, but it is all the same information, and I can uh, 
kind of go over uh, if anything is different from what we do in AA versus what they are doing in NA. There's Overeaters Anonymous. There's anything potentially you could think of anonymous um, recovery programs out there that you can um, either search the web or get in contact through, uh, you know, counseling, etc. cetera. Um, while the 12 step program is great and it is uh, like a, a beautiful foundation for um, the road to recovery, it's, it does not work by itself. Um, mm -hmm. Well, first of all, obviously, you have to be willing to work the steps. You have to then actually work the steps. And uh, it helps to understand the steps that you're working uh, to work them properly. But then outside of that, you also need to do some other things, um, which is everything everybody's road to recovery is different um if you are on a road to recovery or looking to get on a road to recovery uh it is always going to be catered to yourself chris scales music in the house everybody say hello to our good friend uh, i met back in the haps days many of you know him from earlier platforms as well um chris good to see you glad you could stop in um but yes, uh, so the 12 steps is kind of what we're going to be going over tonight, um, just the program itself. But then, you know, we'll get into some of the other things that need to be taken into account for or worked or done. Um, and these are the things that can vary depending on your road to recovery or um, maybe a family member's. Uh, Gemma, do you... Have anybody in your life that has worked the 12 step program or? Uh, yeah, they did sort of. But it was, I feel like it was kind of like that from my eating disorders. So. So you've kind of given it a, a once over. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I have a good friend that also went to uh, AA meetings and did that. Um, it was actually when I sent you a picture of the the coin thing that she had to see if it was the same as over there. And um, yeah, they, they do yeah, that's it. I think she got her I think it was a five year one. But uh, yeah, it's very much the same over here with the twelve step program. Indeed. Um if it works well then uh why not? You know? That works if you work it. Yep. Um, that's kind of a mantra of the program. Um, the 12-step program works if you work it. Um, and it, it really does. Um, I Going into AA, I was uh, nervous. I was um, skeptical because uh, I had tried uh, stopping prior to, but I wasn't stopping for me. I was stopping for everybody else. And I wasn't ready to take the uh, first step, which is the biggest step. Uh, I, I, I like to think now, again, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, 
the first step was probably the hardest. Uh, the first step is admitting to yourself that you have a problem and that your life has become unmanageable. The way you're working your life, the way you're living is not working. You're either on a road to uh, trouble, jail, death, um, hospitals, etc. Um, Michael Joseph Murray says, I didn't work the 12th step, didn't need it. February 10th, 2014 is his date of sobriety. That's awesome. Um, not everybody does it. And that oh, wow. uh, Michael brings up a great point. Um, this was kind of like what I was saying at the beginning, like everybody's road to recovery is, is different and very different and unique to them, whatever works for them. Not everybody does AA. There's other programs out there. Some people stop cold turkey. Uh, I was unable to do these things. Um, I needed to go to rehab. Uh, and then I needed something after rehab to keep going. This show is one of those things. Um, this show is part of, I, you could, and we'll, when we go over the 12 steps, you'll see step 12 very clearly states what this show is all about sharing your experience strength and hope with others and that is this is step 12 work for me this is step 12 not just uh work for me but it helps me um, stay on top of everything stay on top of these subjects these not so easy to talk about things uh stay on top of my sobriety everything goes into this show for several different reasons um not to mention it's just a lot of fun to do this show. Um, so uh, we will get into a little bit more um, of that. But for those new listeners and for um, those that listen on the replay or on any of our um, podcasting, which I am aware that I am pretty behind on. I haven't really had a second to uh, update the podcasts um, with the last three episodes, but I will get on that, I promise. Um, however, um, if you are new to the show, new to the podcast, um, I have go been going through uh, the past two and a half years. June 16th will be three years of sobriety for me. Um, and I was a uh, very functional alcoholic um, by every sense of the word. Um, and it started affecting my health. Um, I developed pancreatitis uh, with necrosis. I was hospitalized three different times for about 30 days between the, the three stretches. Um, and then I wound up um, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to stop on my own. Uh, this, the, the doctors had even told me this is going to kill you. Um, and it did not sink in. It did not cease the behavior. Um, so once I got to the point where I realized that I was choosing the bottle over my own life and I didn't want that, that's when I decided that I needed the help. That's when I, I guess, really um, completed that first step or uh, got on the path of that first step, uh, admitting to yourself 
and to everyone else that you have a problem your life has become unmanageable. Um, so along with a 12-step program, uh, or I'm jumping a little ahead. Uh, let me just finish up that little brief synopsis. Uh, I did 44 days in an inpatient rehab center um, designed around firefighters um, that my union, the IAFF, actually has for us uh, nationwide. Everybody can come. It's actually right here where I my, in my state, so I didn't have to go far. But uh, I stayed there for 44 days. And I uh, learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my mental health. I learned a lot about why potentially all of these, um, all of this drinking was occurring. Um, and most importantly, I learned how to uh, cope with these things and how to manage these things better in a way that I didn't turn to the bottle all the time anymore or feel the need to and got myself to that point where I realized that my life is worth what, you know, living and that I want to be here. Um, and that I needed more help than I could give myself. So, uh, essentially that's what step one is without spoiling the rest. I'm sure everybody has heard of the 12 step program. Um, but that being said, um, when I got out of rehab, the work was far from done. Um, I could very easily slip back into it. Uh, it feels like as days go by, things get a little bit easier to not fall back. Um, one thing being I am a very competitive or I have a competitive personality and I don't want to see my two and a half year streak just vanish. So there's that. Also, of course, my life. Uh, I don't want to die. Um, that was that was a big thing because for a while I was questioning that. And it's not a suicidal tendency or anything. I didn't want to actively do anything to myself, but I wasn't going to stand in the way of something happening. Um, it's called a passive death wish, I learned. But anyway, that's another show. Um, so anyway, moving forward, uh, rehab is just a beginning. Um, now I'm home. I'm out of that protective bubble. I'm back into the real world. I'm back to work. I'm, you know, this, that, and the other. And I needed to do some continuing education, continuing program. AA was my niche. That's what I got into. I, it was the only thing I really knew. Um, there are other programs out there. Uh, there's a program called Smart Recovery. Um, and it continues from from there um but working the 12 steps is was my next step and um getting a sponsor that was also huge and penelope is joining us now <laughs> yeah. i will uh i will i had kind of reached the end of my uh short story in the beginning for the new listeners for the new people coming in who are these people that's that's kind of my story mm -hmm. um now to start by going over some of the 12 steps um we can start looking at some slides i'm gonna go give her a binky 
and get her situated. Um, but after that, we'll uh, we'll have some chat and uh, we'll look at some comments. So please keep typing in the comments. Uh, I have not um, missed them yet. So just give me a quick sec. Gemma, please take her away. Uh, yeah, let me um, open it up on my phone so I don't have to get crazy close to the um, camera. Okay, so the 12 steps. So step one, we admitted we were powerless over our addiction, that our lives had become unmanageable. So that's step one. And with this, it has to be you that wants to do this. You have to want it for yourself. Otherwise, it's never really going to work. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Admitted to God ourselves and to another human being that the exact nature of our wrongs were entirely ready to have God remove all these oops I've just closed it down have these defects of our character humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal, personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the results of these steps, we tried to carry, sorry, I'm going to zoom in, this message to other addicts and practice these principles in our affairs. Sorry, that was really quite difficult to read. I have to oh, zoom that's in. okay. So these steps were the foundation for AA, um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And as I said, they've since uh, transformed into any addiction recovery. Um, so that being said, like, let's just run through real quickly. Um, step one, like I said, is, is uh, the tough one. It was for me, one of the hardest ones. Uh, it, it's hard for anybody to admit that they have a problem. It's hard for anybody to admit they need help, um, especially a stubborn-ass mule like myself. Uh, there is just so much that, that entails and so much pride that you have to swallow. It felt like. At the end of the day, I'm, I don't feel like I did at all. But at the beginning, it was like, yeah, you gotta follow. You gotta swallow your pride and and really get into this. Um, two and three um, is all about finding that you know higher power. And everybody thinks, 
or a lot of people think that AA and the likes is all a very religious thing. It may have started that way, but uh, it has it is not. There is even a chapter to the agnostic. Um, this is for everyone, a higher power or a God of your understanding, uh, or as you understand God. That could be your dog. That could be a tree out back. Uh, whatever your higher power is, whatever you are doing this for, and whatever is helping you get through, that is your higher power. It does not have to be God um, as the Christian man or woman perceives it. Nobody is telling you what religion to follow or anything. Now, that being said, these steps do mention God quite a bit, um, but they are, it is God as you, as step three says, made uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand God. Uh, that, that leaves the door open for everybody. Jay Opera, good to see you. Uh, sorry if I've missed. Uh, Instagram Reaper, that's fine. Sorry for not commenting much. I am just listening. That's excellent. Um, everybody is welcome to lurk. Uh, but if you do have some something to share, uh, please feel free to. Um, that being said, let me go back up here and look at some comments. Uh, I think my husband uh, might be an alcoholic. He drinks every day, all day, and he gets very mad at me. We arranged marriage and no allows to. And they leave me not sorry, English is not good. That's okay. Uh, I, I get the gist of what you're saying. Um, so this brings up another interesting point. Can we call somebody else an alcoholic? Um, you can certainly see signs and symptoms that point in, in that direction for sure. Uh, you can see tendencies, behaviors, and the like. Uh, but it ultimately falls on that person, the alcoholic, to come to terms with whether or not they're an alcoholic. Because you can't, I learned that you can't help somebody else. I learned from being in their shoes. I would not accept help from anybody else because I didn't think I had a problem. Until I was ready to succumb to step one, not succumb, that's a bad word. But until I was ready to work step one and understand step one, I was unhelpable. I wasn't going to hear anything of it. Um, but certainly you can always refer people, uh, you know, to some help, maybe point them in some direction. But just understand it may not be uh, what they want to hear and it may not be help helping them in a way. <laughs> it helps but it may not uh, provide the results that you hope until that person is ready to be helped. Um, drinking can also put a higher risk of cancer, absolutely. There's so many um, different health risks that you introduce when it, um, it's a toxin, you know. Um, my drinking was self-medicating, was in a very toxic marriage, uh, yep toxic places and uh, people tend to bring out the drinking more um, it's how we self-medicate it's how we hide it's how we isolate detach all of these things um, so yes uh, and then Michael says step five could be a hurdle 
for some due to their non-religious beliefs. And I hope I covered that a little bit. Um, step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So step four is, is uh, when you're making that inventory of yourself. There's, there's four, there was four different in, inventory sheets that I had to work through. Okay. And you're basically writing down all of your wrongs and uh, resentments and such uh, towards others. And then step five is admitting to God or, or your higher power, God as you understand it, as step three says. Ad admitting to your higher power, to ourselves, and to another human being. That other human being can be anyone. Um, most of the time, it's usually your sponsor. Um, a sponsor mm -hmm. is just as uh, prudent. Uh, damn, what's the word? Uh, just as important. A sponsor mm -hmm. is getting a sponsor and finding a sponsor. It's just as important as working these 12 steps because they're the ones that help you work the steps and they help you understand the steps. And just overall, a sponsor is um, the one you're, you can turn to always for these things. TJ, mm -hmm. South USA, if I missed you earlier, good to see you. Um, let's see, where were we here? Um, entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. That's just ready to clean the slate clean up your side of the street as they say in in aa we're we're looking to clean up our side of the street what does that mean i'm not here to say i had a problem with Gemma, and we had a falling out or something because of my drinking etc uh now that i'm making amends uh to Gemma, i'm not asking I'm here to apologize to Gemma for my actions and my bullshit. I'm not here to say, I'm sorry for what I did, Gemma, but you're kind of a blah, blah, blah. And mm. you need to do this and you need to do that. That's not how this works. You're here to clean up your side of the street. If she wants to take it upon herself to, you know, say, I'm also very sorry for this, that, and the other. But we're not coming to expect that. We're here to clean up our act. Right. clean up our side of the street um step eight uh and nine are the actual the list of the people that you harmed resented and um caused any trouble to with your lists in step four um you're making a list of those people that you did wrong and then nine you're actually going out and making amends you're making the apologies uh, with, but the, the important thing to remember there is the last line there, except when to do so would injure them or others. Uh, we're not looking to put harm onto you or yourself. I mean, you or them, etc. Um, if it would cause more issue than more bad than good, take a look at it. Talk to your sponsor about it and see what can be done. And then 10, 11, and 12 are the maintenance steps, as they call them. Um, after you do your inventory and make your amends, you have to maintain that. Now, you're going to live the rest of your life, right? A, hopefully a sober rest of your life. And to do that, we need to stay on top of these uh, cleanups that we just did. We just cleaned up our side of the street. Now it's time to keep it clean.
That's why the 10 and 11 and 12 are there. Because when problems do arise, which they will, we understand that life doesn't stop because we're sober. Uh, problems still arise. Uh, resentments still occur. Uh, and, and bad vibes still present themselves. It's recognizing them now. And then continuing to make amends, staying on top of it, not letting all that garbage pile up again. We've already cleaned it. Let's keep it clean, essentially. 12 is the biggest one there uh, as far as moving forward. It's having had the spiritual awakening uh, as a result of these steps, carry this message to other addicts uh, and practice these principles in all our affairs. Sharing your experience, strength, and hope sharing your story sharing your message sharing how you became sober or how you maybe you're not becoming sober like maybe you're in like overeaters anonymous or something and you just how you overcame mm-hmm. how did you do this because i you know maybe Gemma is looking at these 12 steps like i can do this too how did you do it well here's how i did it here's what i did that's called being a sponsor Mm-hmm. Being a sponsor is great. Step twelve work. Take another under your wing. Doing this show is step twelve work. Um, sharing our experience from our different mental health obstacles is how Gemma and I have come to do some step twelve work. Uh, and that being said, uh, Gemma. Mm-hmm. What can you add? I've kind of been hogging the spotlight here tonight. Oh, you're fine. This is one of those episodes. Like I've I've had some where I'm more familiar with. This is one for you. But like I said in the comments before, um, I think it was talking to Michael. No amount of anyone telling you that there's a problem, whatever it is, alcohol or anything else. No amount of anyone telling you there's a problem and you need to get help will achieve anything it's something that you have to want to do you have to know there's a problem and you have to be willing to take it on and deal with it because if you're doing it because there's um somebody's told you to or there's a court order or something that is making you do this you're not going to be successful if you aren't ready for it so you can go to all these meetings go through it all and chances are you're gonna not be successful with it because you have to know that there's a problem you have to see that there's a problem and you have to be willing to deal with it yourself and i've seen i had um it was actually an ex-partner from many years ago um he was an alcoholic before we met and had been sober for two or three months. I didn't realise at first he was an alcoholic. Um, two or three months he'd been sober when we really started seeing each other, started drinking again heavily. Turns out he'd been ordered to go to AA because he'd lost his driving licence due to drink driving. Um, and he'd been told he had to go to AA meetings. Apparently it's the third time he'd been It was only very early days. We broke up because of it all and 
um, yeah, it was just a complete nightmare to be with. So we didn't last very long. And I found out a couple of years ago that he died from cirrhosis of the liver. So, um, yeah, he, he was just like, because he, he had to go to the AA meetings because he lost his license because he'd been caught drink driving. And then mm -hmm. he'd been caught again driving without a license. It was just constant. And I know over here they will order you to do things like that um, if you're caught drink driving and things like that, um, especially repeat offenders. And I don't think it works telling them to go to it. Like, yeah, okay, they're going to go to it if they're made to by law or whatever, but it's not going to work. Not if they don't see that there's a problem themselves. Yeah. Oh, it's it, looks like, it looks like TJ is also dealing with some um, cirrhosis yeah. of the liver, but non-alcoholic yeah. cirrhosis of the liver. I know. It's both. He's in my prayers. Um, I hope they can uh, do something for you, TJ. But so you know, Jay, my thoughts Jay is also asking about uh, the recreational use of pot addictive. Um, I guess anything could be an addiction. Uh, certainly. Mm. I've kind of learned that as well. Anything can be an addiction. I have a very addictive personality. Um, I, I filled the void of um, addiction to alcohol with other addictions uh, without really knowing it. I got like addicted to doing puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Um, while that sounds like more of a healthy addiction than drinking yourself into a stupor every day, uh, it certainly shows the power of the mind in a way um, how something that makes you feel good i guess is just i you i want to exploit that and i want to i want to get that i want to get more of that um so yeah i think anything can be an addiction whether it be oh, awesome or not um like caffeine or sugar um anything anything i think you can be addicted. yeah the medical use for it is i think why we're seeing it become legalized everywhere um jim yeah. in chicagoland who was here earlier uh he is a great one to talk to on that um, it's still very much illegal here however there are very extreme circumstances where it can be prescribed now they are starting to go there with it i believe but like you couldn't just have it on you um because like if somebody who wasn't prescribed it had it on them they can like be have it confiscated i think depending on how much you have on you you can be arrested and things but sure it is in very, very certain circumstances prescribed um, as a prescribed drug. And yeah, like talking of um, addiction and things, even like prescribed medications and things can be addictive. I know myself. So um, yeah, anything can be addictive. Right. So let's take a quick look at this slide here. I don't know if we'll hit all of them. Uh, 
there's a lot to say on just the first slide. Anyway, um, this is important to kind of realize, though. Gemma, you can run through. Start at the top. Uh, yeah. So the uh, continuum of care cycle. That was one. <laughs> Recovery fellowship, intervention, detox, PHP, residential, ILP or OP, sober living, aftercare and uh, alumni. Oh. Alumni. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a great uh, continuum or circle of intertwined rings. Um, not everybody hits everything. Uh, I, I guess I could have uh, benefited from an intervention, but I never reached the point of a intervention by my peers. Um, but what are the rest? I mean, I definitely detoxed in the hospital for sure. Um, it helped being on painkillers for my pancreas uh, failing, but um, uh, definitely detox is a step in any addiction recovery. PHP, pre-hospital, I forget what the, uh, the other P is, program, um, or residential, that's your inpatient care, your, in, your in-house rehab, um, inpatient rehab, um, and then IOP or OP is outpatient, intensive outpatient or um, outpatient uh, care. Uh, sober living is a community um, of all your AAs and your, um, there's sober living homes. You can get involved with a, a group home of sober folks that live together. Um, and aftercare or alumni is after you've graduated your rehab program and it's all a matter of the aftercare, the self-care, and the the continuing of these these steps. The the this is where your twelve steps fall into: sober living and aftercare, um, your AA program, um, and this creates the recovery the recovery fellowship. Um, so that's just I, I liked this slide. Um, I thought it was great to kind of show what I was talking at the beginning, where rehab isn't for everybody. It was definitely for me. Um, but that's not it. That's only one ring in the um, in the six or seven other ones. Uh, there is much more work to be done. Um, that being said, uh, the residential treatment, this kind of goes over what that was. The residential treatment is the extent, this is your PHP or inpatient treatment, your inpatient rehab, extended stay, provides space. Uh, zero distractions. Like I said earlier, I was in a bubble, a protective sober bubble. I was locked in. I was. It was even COVID time, so there was no getting out. Um, and uh, there was no alcohol. There was no drugs. There was nothing. You're you're there to work on you. No distractions. No cell phones. No, no social media. None of that shit. It's just you and your sobriety. Um, outpatient treatment, obviously, is for those that don't need the inpatient rehab. Um, sober living community, as I said, that's like your AAs, your group homes, your whatever you choose, your smart recovery. 
Um, and then partial hospitalization program, sorry, not pre-hospital, partial hospitalization program is your daytime treatment. Um, there was a uh, part of my inpatient rehab, which was PHP. Uh, I was still there inpatient, but my schedule was a lot more relaxed as far as how much uh, group therapy I was doing and um, work, you know, work on the program. There was more downtime, if you will. And I was able to have um, a little bit more free time. If it wasn't COVID times, I probably could have actually gone off of the campus um, for a weekend or something. And then, yeah, that should cover this stuff. Um, finally here, the benefits of accountability with addiction recovery is just owning your addiction. Self-confidence. Express when you're struggling and find that steady support. Um, you have to take accountability for yourself. This all falls into step one. Uh, taking accountability. And get your new perspective on, risk, on recovery. Again, all of these slides tonight and from every episode are available in our Discord. Um, Hattie has been nice enough to drop that throughout the stream um mm -hmm. feel free to join in the fun uh our discord is a great community um of of folks from the show um and other folks that maybe listen to the podcast that jump in um we gotta find a way other than just the the um the opening intro credit thing or uh, synopsis on the podcasting site for the Discord. Um, there's no way to kind of flash links up during the show, so we'll have to figure something maybe that can work during uh, listening to the podcast. But if you are listening on Spotify or any of the podcasting sites, um, there is a link to our Discord and our bio link. Uh, provided in the little blurbs that we write up about each episode mm -hmm. of the show. Um, that should be in every single one of them. Uh, yeah. Being called to the dinner table. Thanks, everyone. Send love and hope. Good to see you, Jay Opera. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next Yeah. Week or so. They have caffeine-free Enjoy your dinner, Jay. Bye for now. <laughs> yep. Enjoy your dinner. Yes, there's non-caffeinated brands of uh, all of your major sodas and pops. Um, Annie Walker asked, what is Discord? Uh, Discord, let me see if I can do this. That is a great question. So Discord is an app that you can download on your phone. It's a social media site, but it's um, an invite-only kind of uh, platform. Um, and it's a little different than your standard, uh, whatchamajiga, Facebook or any of that nonsense. I don't really mm -hmm. get down with Facebook and any of that, but Discord seems kind of more like a gated community, if you will, as far as, uh, social media goes. Yeah. It, it allows us a place to get our, our show across. 
Mm -hmm. So let me see here if I can present. Yeah, it's very much a safe space as well where people can share things. Uh, definitely um, uh, zero tolerance for anything. Um, anything that's not appropriate, really. Like, I this here is, is my Discord. Um, so this is for the mental health hour. Over here you have all the channels that you're a part of. Um, I'm sorry, over here, you have all the channels you're a part of. The mental health hour is the one that, um, we are currently on. And then over here you have all the different, uh, categories. So in case you missed it, there's episodes from the past, uh, show suggestions. We let people come in and give us some, some ideas. You can talk to our team members here. Um, and then there's some admin stuff for us, but, um, broadcast announcements, um, you know, basically just news feeds and, um, help them out sites, uh, that we can post to our community, um, that basically follow the show here. Uh, so that's a quick look at it. Annie, I hope that helps. Um, you can download it on any iOS or Google play. Um, mm -hmm. and there, there is a website for it as well. Discord.gg, I think it is, but if you just type yeah. in Google discord, uh, it'll come up for you. But the, the link, um, that Hattie has posted is specifically an invite to our discord community, which, um, will in turn open this world of our community to you. Um, so it's one of our favorite communication platforms while not on the air or on the show. Yeah, um, I definitely need to post some more stuff in there. I've got loads that I keep saying I'm going to put in, but life's just been a bit chaotic at the moment. Um, and that's understandable. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm a bit behind on updating the podcast itself um, and getting those new episodes that, uh, on the YouTube mm -hmm. and the podcast. But I will have time here, I hope, within the coming weeks to sit down and do some editing. That's what's got me uh, pretty much at a standstill right now is uh, I don't have time to sit down and do the editing that I normally do. Um, however, uh, things should slow down here at the Conrad house and uh, I'll, I'll get back on top of it. But anyway, we have, uh, let's see. We are through all that. Oh, I did want to go over before we get out of here and, and all that because we are coming up. Um, we still got another like 10 minutes or so, but take a quick look at this. Uh, the sorry, the it's a little rough to see, um, because it's so big, but I will be posting this one as well in the Discord. Um, if you want to take a, a look at it. Because a lot of you had asked about diagnosing a substance abuse disorder. Um, yeah. This is a um, this is from recoveryanswers.org. Um, this is their uh, rundown on different things to look out for. Um, number one, the amount. Take the substance in larger amounts for uh, longer than intended. Um, number two is control. Uh, the the want to cut down or quit, but are unable to. Um, I have certainly expressed before uh, rehab and stuff 
the the want to not drink as i'm pouring a drink <laughs> you know um it's like it's a weird game of chess with your brain like my body does not physically want to drink but my brain is having me pour a drink mm. um, number three is time spend large amounts of time obtaining the substance uh that was another red flag when COVID hit and everything was locked down uh my wife and i can have a laugh at it now but i was more worried about what the liquor stores were going to be doing rather than anything else you know mm. um cravings uh that's self-explanatory obligations um repeatedly unable to carry out major obligations at work school or home um, just falling short on your duties uh, and letting it affect your work or your your home life social same thing um activities you, you'll notice a, a decline in activity uh hazard uh, the, using the substance becomes physically hazardous um, such as driving under the influence causing harm to others um, or yourself your tolerance is is building number 10 is tolerance building a tolerance um and su surpassing that tolerance uh at, at times and then withdrawals of course are also a notable thing if you're noticing like with alcohol i knew I, I used to get the shakes um you know until i could get a little bit more in my body i don't know it mine were never out of control but you'll see um you, you can see videos of some people that are withdrawing that are just very bad mm. so then at the bottom there it gave kind of a mild moderate or severe how many of these do you hit and this of course like this show uh we are not professionals we are just sharing our experience sharing our strength and the hope um this list is not a diagnostic tool um it's merely a tool to help assess a situation and maybe get further information based on the conclusions of of this kind of uh survey if you will this is not a diagnostic tool and this is not a, even though it says diagnosis of a substance use disorder Gemma and i are not telling you that if you hit these criteria you are severely addicted to something mm. not the case at all i want to make that perfectly clear this is just a, a a tool to kind of gauge you or a loved one or whatever um as many of you have been asking about what it, how to diagnose a substance use disorder um, mm -hmm. There's no way to uh, actually diagnose it without medical uh, advisement, um, but you can certainly take a look at these things and and kind of make red flags in your own in your own way, and then choose to step forward from that and research further or seek help further if if you so desire. Um, so I did want to make that perfectly clear. Uh, this is just a something that we found um, to go over as some of you were asking about that um, something to kind of take a look and I will post this in the discord you can see it a little bit more clearly um, also you can just visit recoveryanswers.org um, another wealthful place as as far as uh, information for these types of things go um, but I did want to just kind of throw that in there and and let you all see on your own let me 
uh, my comments have stopped scrolling. So see what, well, we're not medical. Yeah, here you go. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Hattie. Well, we're not medical professionals. Uh, we can all be reached in the Discord as well. And we're more than willing to talk with anybody. Um, as Gemma also, uh, please drop a message to any of us. As she also reiterates or iterates, um, it's it's a uh, wonderful tool, the Discord, to, mm -hmm. and it's very easy. One of the things that sets the Discord, Annie, I think you were asking about it. One of the things that sets that apart from other social media platforms for me is the close. Uh, I don't want to say the community, but like the the way we can get in touch with one another. It's very knit. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to get my attention or response on Discord than through a thousand things on a Twitter feed. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So it's you more can choose what you see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, right. it's... Um, you can have it so that, like, everyone can see, everyone can participate in the chat and... We, we have that often where like one of us will, or one of whoever in the group will start talking about something and other people can join in as and when. It doesn't have to be instant, but it can. There's the ability to do calls, video calls, um, which I know we were discussing at one point, maybe having a like a check-in video call every now and again. And um, there's also the option to send private messages to either one or multiple people. It's, it's a good tool. And it's also as open or as closed as you want it to be. So, like, it is invite only. So you, you're not just going to get loads of random people like you do on Twitter coming in and, like, bombarding you with loads of crap that you don't necessarily want but people can come in with that link but obviously it's a zero tolerance uh, group and i think we've been quite lucky in that respect that we've not had much i think we've only ever had to remove one person in the time we've had it on hey tony hey tony see you hey penelope <laughs> are we teething yeah, and we're a little sick. We have a runny nose, and we're just not oh. feeling well. But she did good for the show. Yeah, you can see she's teething. Rosy cheeks, bless her. She loves this thing. This is like a little rubber. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, uh, just really quickly, if that's all right. The intro video sure. that I run every week... Um, like obviously there's Ella, um, my bunny Valentine on there. There's my Thomas's charity thing, and there's Elena's book that she has. She had, uh, she was on the show as well. So if anybody has anything that they want me to pop on there, happy to support the community. Drop me a message. It runs every week before the initial intro to the show. So um, maybe we could put some other stuff in there any broadcasts or anything that's maybe the catalyst or something might could put, put that on maybe raise just send me some stuff and i'll uh, pop them on because i'm wanting to give it a bit of a tweak so Excellent. yeah a message. 
And Gemma, we thank you as always for the work you do on the intros and a lot of the technical stuff. Um, especially yeah, this stuff for the weeks. website. I been, as well. Especially these past couple of weeks, I haven't been able to be as active on the technical side of things. Um, I'm going to be um, not as. I mean, I've not been around so much lately anyway, but next couple of weeks I've got quite a lot on. Having a new bathroom put in from Monday, so lots of banging and braying. Um, I'll be... Ugh. And then we are um, going away for a few days. It's the school holidays on the week commencing of the 13th. So, um, we will figure out the uh, episode... For the, the for the week of the thirteenth, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So keep keep an eye on the Discord. We'll let you know. What's yeah, I kind of upload the uh, timetable as well. We've planned the next couple of months worth of broadcasts, so I'll post that. I've just about finished it, so I'll um, upload those things in. And right on. And as always. Uh, check out tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Catalyst with Jim in Chicagoland, one of our favorite shows here on Twitch. I'm usually given a bottle uh, before this one goes down for the night. I uh, mm -hmm. to pop in tonight. Um, of course, we have our good friend Ray, who's a moderator here on the Mental Health Hour. Uh, he does his show on Tuesdays. I was lurking in his last night, his episode. Um, uh, so Ray of Sunshine is there in the chat. Please give him a follow, a like, a share. Um, and also Gemma has just done some more Saturday cooking train broadcast. Yep. Um, as they do once a month. Glad to see that that's still going. Yeah. I've not been as live as much lately because all my stuff went bye-bye um, on my computers and I'm having computer problems and but yeah, I plan to be live again weekly very soon, hopefully. Right on. And then, as always, for all things bunny, check out Ella, the bunny mom, our, our favorite sponsor on the Mental Health Hour uh, and a longtime supporter of the show, mybunnyvalentine.com. Use the promo code FIREDU15 to save 15% on all your purchases. Help Ella. Save all the bunnies, right? Save all the bunnies. <laughs> all righty, guys. That is it for this episode. If you'd like any further information on the 12-step program or what it's all about, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to engage in more conversation about it. It's a topic I'm very passionate about and know a good bit about now as I sponsor folks now and help them through work these steps. Um, that being said, Gemma, do you have anything before we close her out? You good? Um, yeah, um, it's just the charity abseil I said I was going to be doing. I It's being rescheduled, so when I get a date, I'll let you know, but I'll be broadcasting that as well. You know what an abseil is, don't you? It's not a, a British thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't know because I was speaking to someone else about it and they didn't know what it was. So I thought, just check it's not another British word. Much like the spelling of this show, I put yeah. the promo out for it. P-R-O-G-R-M-E. 
and I didn't know that you spell it differently. I tried to post it on Instagram and it was having none of it. And I'm like, what's wrong? I know I'm spelling it rubbish. So yeah, we spell the word program differently. So if anyone saw the initial one, it's not me not spelling right. It's actually British. Oh, my bunny. There we go. I have my bunnies on. You see, I there you go. Bunnies. <laughs> the bunnies. All right, guys. Uh, great seeing everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're yeah. going to send it out. And we'll see you guys next week, I hope, uh, for another edition. Um, if that does happen to be the week that you're out. No, I think that's two weeks from now. But we will update you in the Discord. So please keep posted. Join the Discord. And we'll see you guys back here next week for another episode. Bye now. <laughs>